to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Turn that Disney frown upside down. We're here to help you wade through the seas of negative theme park clickbait and arrive safely home in your happiest place on Earth. And don't forget the travel news. Think of the happiest things and don't feed the trolls. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. My name is Dan Leonard and joining me this week in the studio is Heather Strait. Greeting. And Mr. Jeff William. It's a pleasure to be here, Daniel. It's a pleasure to have you here, Jeffrey. Our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Well, y'all, I've got a feeling that we're going to have a lot to say on this week's topic. So I'm going to skip my usual nonsensical rambling about our theme and throw straight to the news. Hey, starting yeah. The moment you've all been waiting for. Well, we got another change to the mask policy at Walt Disney World. And this one makes a whole ton of sense. Masks are no longer required on the Skyliner. Thank goodness. Oh, I had not heard that until right now. Mm-hmm. Now, that happened like just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Very, very. Friday, a day or two ago. Uh, yeah, so uh, now you just have to wear those masks on buses and the monorail, presumably because they... Kind of as actual transportation. Yeah, buses, I get. That sort of falls under the federal mandate. This is a monorail, like... It's all the, buses, trains, train depots, uh, bus stops. It is a train. Any, yeah. It's, it's a sky chew. Also, it's not open air. So mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Skyliner is ventilated. Sort of, yeah. Open air. Well, and so. also, I haven't seen the shoving tons and tons of parties. They haven't been filling them full. The last time I had to ride in the, the Skyliner full with the 10 people that it holds was back not long after it opened. It's been a long time. I think they should start doing that, though, considering the lines that I saw the last few times I was there. It was yeah, definitely. trying to leave the park on the, monitor, on the Skyliner. Do we know, are they mixing parties yet? Just not filling it all the way full? They weren't when we were there. Which was just a few weeks ago, We right? never rode it. Yeah, just a few weeks ago, but we never rode it at opening or closing. Mm, mm-hmm. We were only in middle That's- And I think that they had mentioned that they were going to go back to mixing parties a couple of months ago, actually. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that if they're doing it, it's at open and close what is actually necessary. Not yet. It will be soon, I think. It- they need to. Yeah. Middle of the day, we never waited more than five minutes. So it's not bad. Yeah. But. Yeah, those lines, especially at Caribbean Beach, when you've got everybody coming over from Pop, they get crazy. The last time I walked by the station just outside of World Showcase at Epcot, it went all the way through there, all the way out of there, and all the way down to the first access to Yacht Club. Like, it was stupider than I've ever seen. It was so, or not Yacht Club, Beach Club is the closer one. 
But still, that's crazy long. And it moves pretty quick, but oof. Back last M- May 2021, when attendance was still relatively low, the line at Caribbean Beach was so long that we hopped out of line and just called for a lift because it was... We actually, we flew from Riviera to Caribbean Beach, and when we saw the line from the Skyliner, as soon as we exited, we said to the lady, we need to go back to Riviera immediately to get our car because we don't want to wait in that line. And they took us and sent us directly back. So it was, that was a good thing. But it gets a little crazy at opening and closing. So I'm glad they're removing the mask mandate. Yeah, that's nice. Especially if you're in a car with just your... Yeah, it was a little silly. If you're in there just by yourself with a mask on, what, I don't understand what the point ever was of that. But Yeah, I don't think anybody was putting them... I never left mine on. Uh-uh. What were they going to do? Shut down the entire system to yell at people with their masks? Well, there's no cameras in there. I know because I've pooped on the floor and no one saw. <laughs> <laughs> Taking advantage of that good old poo corner. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you establish that upon entering. That's right. Yeah. No kidding. Well, speaking of a situation which could have ended up with, uh, with a poo corner situation, oh. this is why you always want to cruise with the passport, even if technically a birth certificate is sufficient. Yes. And why every travel advisor <laughs> rolls their eyes at you when you say, oh, but I, I don't need a passport. I can just have a driver's license and a birth certificate. And that is true. That on a closed loop cruise leaving from and returning to the same U.S. port. They will let you board with the U.S. A birth certificate and a driver's license. However, oh, yeah. when your cruise ship runs aground in the Dominican Republic, as what <laughs> happened Monday afternoon when uh, a Norwegian ship, the Escape, I think it was, Norwegian Escape. It's pronounced Escape. Yeah. They were leaving Puerto Plata and they ran aground. And it took, they got the ship refloated after about 24 hours, but the ship's hull had sustained some damage after uh, the way they put it in the press release was that it made contact with the channel. Okay, you got stuck. How did that happen in this modern era with all that equipment? do not know. And frankly, they're pretty lucky because this is the same thing that happened to that. Was it MSC? Yeah, uh, no, it was a Costa ship that ran aground in Italy and sank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the captain <laughs> said deuces and left yeah. first. <laughs> but this, that didn't happen here. They did. They sustained some minor damage, but they had to get everyone off the ship. They actually kept every. It seems like everyone stayed on board while they refloated because they had determined that it wasn't taking on much water. Just some minor. <laughs> yeah. But. Then they had they they got everybody off the ship and they Norwegian did hire charter flights to take everyone home. However, anyone on board who didn't have a passport was not allowed to leave on those charter flights. And they're still stuck in the Dominican Republic waiting for help from the US government to get them out. Because you can't board a plane from a foreign country if you don't have a passport. So two things, always get a passport and always get travel insurance. Passports are quick now again. It takes about four weeks and it's 170 bucks. Just get one. Seriously. Yeah, it says here that it's not clear. Usually they'll have a local harbor pilot 
to guide the ship through, and they're not sure whether or not one was on board. Mm, okay, so either they struck. didn't have one on board, or the harbor pilot screwed up. Yeah, it's a, it struck the bottom of the channel, so it's possible that they did a poor job of calculating something as depth. far as yeah depth and how f- deep the boat was riding. <laughs> that was dirty no one was hurt and it seems like there was minor damage so all in all it's not a terrible accident but no. all the people who chose they, I saw an article that interviewed a guy who has a passport he and his family all have passports but they decided not to travel with them and this one just really made me shake my head what That's you real have stupid. a passport but they didn't want to lose them, so they decided to leave them at what? home. Like, but you're okay losing your birth certificate or possibly getting stuck in a foreign country. But, but the entire reason to have that passport <laughs> is to be in this other country. It's for traveling outside that's of like your country. Me, that's like me saying, I want to take my family on a cruise, but I'm worried about losing the baby, so I'm going to leave her home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I've heard about those getting thrown out with the bathwater. So you do want to be careful. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. Just this is we say it all the time. And this is just one more plug for just get your passport. You're spending so much money on a wonderful vacation and not wanting to spend a couple hundred bucks on what's essentially an insurance policy is silly. Yeah. So because it's are, is it likely your ship is going to run aground? No, but if someone gets hurt or sick or for whatever reason you have to fly home from a port, you have to have a passport. And you're going to save yourself a lot of time, a lot of headache, and a lot of money, frankly, if you just have a passport. Well, uh, a destination that you're not going to need a passport for, but you'll probably want travel insurance just in case those crazy rhinos and monkeys get out of hand coming soon to a lego land near you is jumanji town usa yes the first one actually just opened in italy yeah okay but you do need a passport well you do need a passport if you want to go to the one that just opened but we're hopeful that these are coming to uh, all the parks that sony pictures has arrangements with which includes Legoland. I'm not familiar with the park that this is opening in first. It's called Gardaland. Gardaland. Yeah, it's Gardaland. The, it's one of the big European parks actually. It's 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 more it's multiple parks. It's it's got a, a sea, a Legoland mm-hmm. a aquarium. Interesting. A sea life aquarium. But yeah, it's one of their kind of like big more popular the, the first ride opening is called Jumanji the Adventure. And it's a dark ride that will transport guests to the fantastic world of Jumanji, where exhilarating adventure awaits, full of pitfalls, surprises, dangers through the wild jungle. Mm. I wonder if this could be similar to uh, Indiana Jones. That's what I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I hope it's similar to that and not something lame. And so Sony Pictures has this agreement with Merlin Entertainment to open Jumanji attractions at uh, all of their parks worldwide, which include they they own Legolands and Madame Tussauds and quite a few parks. Elton Towers. That's another big, they're more of an amusement park. (laughs) 
Interesting. Okay, but they, they're a big, they're a big. Closer. I'm not sure Check this would the, draw me to a park in Italy, but I'd certainly be interested to see these attractions here. Although it doesn't really Check. fit at Legoland. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Here's the weird thing, though, because like they've already done this once at Legoland where they've got this Peppa Pig. Oh, yeah, that's park. true. It's like a separate park. But it's, it's not Lego, right? Legoland. Right. It's not Legoland, mm. but it's at the site and it's a separate park. That just so opened, right, do, in Florida, the Peppa Pig Park? Yeah, within the past year. So if they do Jumanji, the same thing. It's like, at what point does Lego World, Legoland stop being Legoland, Legoland. and just being a land at a larger theme mm, park? With mm-hmm, good point. Theme lands. It's, I'm not saying that I'm a freaking psychic or anything but yeah well and it says they're planning to open uh jumanji themed hotel rooms in conjunction with these attractions so yeah that seems like it would be a whole that is cool yeah it seems like it would be a whole park a whole just separate thing that's a great concept jumanji is there jumanji is ripe for that it could make an awesome ride Uh, i could make so many great rides like we've seen with the sequels like they took a whole new look at the world and and they went to a place where there's other characters mm-hmm. and, and cities and stuff so you can have so many adventures in that that land that weren't in the first original movie so it's, it's great you can make it's like star wars where it's a universe that you can have open-ended yeah opportunities for stories i'm shocked it took this long honestly mm-hmm. i really do enjoy the new the two new movies with the rock and kevin hart and so yeah, I've never seen the original Robin Williams one. It's been a long time, but it's a good one. Yeah, it's very good. I uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the second one with The Rock, but I imagine it's good. It's, it's good. It, it's it, good. Yeah, it, I, liked, Just, I liked their first one a little better. They changed some things up in the second one that weren't my favorite plot twists, but still really good and very entertaining. Jack Black playing... That young girl. Oh, is my the favorite thing. thing ever. Yeah. Guys, come here. Look how I'm peeing. Yeah. <laughs> come watch this. And then they do. Yes. Jack Black. You just got to love him. I do. He's so funny. And I love the Kevin Hart and The Rock playing off each other. They're funny. Yeah. Good movies. I was at a bar locally here. A friend of mine bartended there and i was hanging out at the bar and jack black was in town recording something and uh, i don't know he was gonna play a concert i forget what was up but he was at the bar tenacious d yeah it was something it was a project he was doing with somebody else and they were recording locally or something well before so he was here a couple of days before the tenacious d concert and he was in the bar and he was mostly just reserved and cool but then he just came out and did a whole crazy thing with cartwheels and and doing the whole like <laughs> Jack Black act so that people would get it out of their system. But the yeah. funniest thing at the end of the night after doing this whole thing and saying hello to everybody and doing literal cartwheels and stuff, he paid for everybody in the bar's tab and then ran out the door and leapt into the back of a, a waiting pickup truck into the bed and, <laughs> and they just drove off and there was that was Jack Black. That had to be planned. Like part of the effect was yeah. Oh, for sure, to do it and then like George Costanza out of there in a huge <laughs> dramatic way. That's awesome. Well while we're exploring the world of immersive entertainment, there's a new tiki bar in North Carolina. It looks amazing. It picks up right where Disney's Adventurers Club oh. uh, left off. 
And in fact, it was developed by a guy, the guy who was, his name in the industry is Tiki Brandon, Brandon Clayla. He was, he's a former Disney Imagineer and he is one of the main uh, brains between both Trader Sam's locations. And uh, so this place is called the Sorrow Drowner. That is the greatest uh, name. I love that name. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there with Suffering Bastard. I think I like Sorrow Drowner a little bit. But it's a, it's a big immersive tiki bar experience where... Oh, this looks great. They've got the typical food and drinks, and it's full of artifacts, just like Trader Sam's is. And they've got a stage where they have, throughout the night, short burlesque and different variety acts come on. But they're all themed to this Explorers Club kind of place that and help advance the story. But basically, it's a museum where they... Explorers have stored all of these artifacts, maps, tribal masks, field guides, Fiji mermaids, tiki's, magnifying glasses. It looks uh, just so cool. A giant shark and so it's like it's like in a museum of the weird kind of thing and one neat thing about it is that the storyline in the place is going to expand and change as it goes along as he brings in more artifacts to fill the space up. He's going to work in how the different things were found and stuff were in their improv experience. So, so yeah, that's, cool he planned. that's the exciting part to me is it's a little bit of storyline and improv and interaction with the guests. And I think that just going to be so cool. Yeah. Where is the thing? It says North even Carolina. He planned, yeah, North Carolina. Wilmington. Uh, oh, Wilmington. Wilmington yeah. North Carolina. Uh, so. That, that sounds pretty exciting. They, it's a, there's two seatings each weekend at 7.30 and 9.30 p.m. And they recommend making a reservation. You can search that up, as my kid would say. Look for the Sorrow Drowner if you're in town. But it, it looks really cool. I think I would make a special trip just for that. It looks like the ki- that kind of place. Yeah, there's a few tiki bars around the country that have that, like, super over the top with the effects and the theming and story and this is one of them and uh, they all look like they're worth tiki trip yeah this one looks almost more uh society of adventures and explorers more than tiki it does have definitely tiki things but it just has so many weird artifacts cool historical stuff yeah i think tiki mostly comes in on the menu and Mm -hmm. drinks it's heavy on tropical drinks and poo platters lots of rum yeah so that's pretty cool i'd go there put it on the list huh it's a really long list it is i need more time somebody needs to pay me to visit tiki bars yeah, how do you get that gig it's a good gig if you can get it yeah, no kidding. And then uh, one last quick story while we're at it. I know that at Heather's household, the Disney Villainous game is rather popular. Mm-hmm, it is. Board gamers in general. We've yeah, Jeff, have you guys played any of those games? No, we yes. don't. We don't play games. Oh, you're a very serious household over there. You run a tight ship there at the Williams establishment. Mm-hmm. I quit school in kindergarten because I found out they have recess. And frankly, I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, don't play that. Uh, well, there's a new expansion to the villainous world, and this is Star Wars Villainous Power of the Dark Side. Power of the Dark Side. My nerds are very excited about this, and it will include some pretty primo villains. Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, Asajj Ventress, 
General Grievous, and even Massage Mop. Ventrist. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a massage parlor. Well, she you'd be familiar with Ventress if you were if you watched the Clone Wars mm. series, which my nerds to have watched every episode. And Moff Gideon is also a great villain. Mando, like him. Mm-hmm. And it's they're they're making some changes so that none of the there's the Dis, there's Disney villainous and then there was Marvel villainous. We have all of both of those. And now the Star Wars version. And you can't the the Disney villainous, all of those you can mix them and play different villains together. But you can't mix Disney villains with Marvel villains, and you won't be able to mix Star Wars with the others, which is a, a little bit of a bummer. I think it might be funny and fun to play Maleficent against Darth Vader, but... Is there no way to actually do it? No, the rules are a little different in each iteration. Yeah. But uh, this Star basic... Wars one looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the basic premise of the games, if you haven't played them, it's fun. It's, it's like a entry level of the more like serious kind... Well, not serious, I shouldn't say, but... The more like tactical kind of board games, but you choose yeah. a villain to play and each villain has their goal for what they're trying to do to win the game. Yeah, I, I don't know what the goals for the Star Wars ones are like, but for example, in the original Disney one, you could be Radigan the rat from the Great Mouse Detective and his goal is to kidnap the queen and throw Basil of Baker Street off of Big Ben and that's mm -hmm. how you win. And the other villains hmm. all have their own goals, and they're, so they're trying to sabotage you to keep you from... Yep. Uh, I think Jack gave goals. The straights, the original. You did, and my this. favorite <laughs> is the original one you gave us. I like to play Maleficent. And yeah. her goal is to cast three curses. And so the other oh, villains... Yeah, my, yeah. my three favorites. Yeah. And the other villains who are playing against you will play heroes at you. So hmm. they'll play, they use the prince to block Maleficent, stuff like that. Yeah. So you're trying to keep the other people from meeting their goals and you have to pay attention to see if they're close. I thought it sounded complicated so that you guys would like it. Yes, <laughs> we do like it. But it's not too complicated that people that are new to that yeah, it's easy to pick up. It really is easy to pick up. And especially my family doesn't like it because I like to always play the same villain. And so I get really good at Maleficent and I never play anyone else. <laughs> that is why you wouldn't do that, though. Yeah. So you have to defeat heroes and it's fun. And it looks like they're adding another level to the star wars one they're adding not just the heroes and this the regular goals they're adding something called ambition and one of the cool things about this one is it says so all the you get a little it looks like a little chess piece that represents your villain and all of the star wars ones are supposed to look a little bit different because of the way they're casting them so every box will have the five villains in it and yours might look a little different from somebody else's mm. Because it got like colors and stuff. Mm. Collector alert. Exactly. exactly. They know how to <laughs> it's, it's the same people that are trying to collect all of the different kyber crystals. Yes. And you can never find them in. Okay. Now I'm blanking on the name of that shop. So Doc Ondars. Doc Ondars. Thank you. Well, Star Wars Villainous will be $39.99 and it's supposed to be coming out early summer. So probably just a couple more months. 
You can find that everywhere. Target usually. Has. Yes. That's usually That's for about the original. Mm-hmm. Target. Target actually has a great game selection of all the department Nerd store Target. kind of places. They really do. Yeah. It's surprising. So, yeah. I think we'll be, I'll, I'll definitely be picking up this one. I skipped on Marvel because I marveled out, but. Uh, We've got it. If you ever want to play it, you can come over. I know some folks who would love to have a have Uncle Dan for villainous. That's right. <laughs> uh, we'll skip on the Marvel, but I'll. And it's better than getting sucked into one of their six to eight hour games. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. That's why I don't play Risk with my brother. Oh man, uh, that was the worst day of my life trying to play this one time. <laughs> Come on, man. You know that there's no possible way for me to come back and win. We don't need to play until every single one of my armies is dead. Just <laughs> win. But he won't take the win. You can't surrender? No. Yeah, it's the worst. Well, stick around because after the commercial break, we're clearing the air on some of the gloom and doom that seems to hang around a large portion of Disney theme park news. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. And we're back. It's strange to me how much discussion of the happiest and most magical place on earth is dominated by pessimism and outrage. Yes. Well, I guess when that's the tone of our news and social media for the world as a whole, it trickles down to every corner of our brains. Uh, it doesn't help that a large number of theme park news sites hosted by people who claim to be the biggest fans ever of our favorite parks rely on outrageous clickbait to get your attention and uh, sell a little ad space. We're going to try to clear the air a little bit and help you turn that Disney frown upside down. TM, TM, TM. Somebody may have used that one before. <laughs> What's your yeah, choice? That's too bad. He's taking it over. Uh, yeah, it's just... <sighs> These people, if they're always so pissed off about everything that Disney does. Why do they have a blog? Is, mm. Why do they go? Why don't they find a new interest? That's Other fair. The fact that maybe they're not really that big a fan and they just know they can make a lot of money off of whipping up Disney fanatics into it. Well, it used to be all rumors and stuff was the thing. And now it's uh, now it just seems to be garbage. Yeah, it's all clickbait and outrage. It's not even 
The worst part, there's nothing more frustrating than clicking on a story that sounds like it's going to be something juicy about how terrible mousekeeping has gotten and you find out that's not really the whole story. Yeah. yeah. Read, Jeff, read that. Uh, this is a headline from uh, Beyond the Normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a headline from one of the this, more ubiquitous. One of these, uh, yeah, these amazing blogs that used to be reputable and now are just pumping out pure garbage. This one says, guest, and then in quotes, complains about cleaning service upkeep at Disney Hotel. So as the owner of a travel agency that books a lot of people into these Disney hotels, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I need to see what's going on at these Disney hotels. When I click on it, it's about a guest who, it's literally just an Instagram post. They write a whole story with a bunch of superfluous detail, and then it shows an Instagram post of a guy in the Tower of Terror lobby with cobwebs, fake cobwebs and all that. And his post is, boy, cleaning is really taking a turn for the worst at this hotel. That's... It's a joke post, but they made it in, made it seem like it's an actual... Yeah. And it seems to be, it's either a joke or misleading post like that, or it's the kinds of headlines that are like, one dude on Reddit says this thing. And it's Disney literally guest. shoves past woman in wheelchair to meet Peter Pan. Or... Guest, and not even guests, but guest complains about blah, blah, blah. It's every day on the site. It's crazy. Yeah. And the problem it, is that the negativity is starting to spill in out into just people who are not spending all of their time living, breathing Disney parks. And they just who are these have people, a family though? vacation. Yeah. <laughs> but then they see this stuff and it makes them. Well, and they don't read the article either. Yeah. It makes them have unrealistic expectations about what their visit is going to be like or mm -hmm. think that it's going to be terrible. Or then you get into this culture of if I don't have X, Y, Z happen, it's going to ruin my trip. Oh, yeah. That's what really starts to bother we me. We had in the uh, Facebook, the quote, fan groups, people join these groups because they want to, you know, run stuff by people like what's the best restaurants or whatever. People will ask a legitimate question like that in the groups, and then everyone just flames every. Oh, the magic is gone. Every restaurant's mm -hmm. awful now. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I came across one today, just now. This is the guy's whole post in the uh, one of the annual pass holder Facebook groups. Disney food is disgusting, with disgusting in all caps. <laughs> I got news for you. They have some good food, but there has always been some pretty questionable food well, uh, everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's a theme park. So it's all about where you're eating. In a theme and what you want right? to spend. Yes. Yeah. And if you're talking about wanting a quick service meal, that's kind of like going to McDonald's. And I'm sorry, but that's not a culinary masterpiece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but try going to Six Flags one time if you think Disney's food is awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. And I guess yeah. what the what I'd like people to change their expectations to understand that it's not going to ruin your vacation if you don't get into Ohana. Mm -hmm. It's not going to ruin your vacation if you don't get to ride Rise of the Resistance. A couple of times, even once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dan, tell that to Dan. He's had many great vacations yeah. where he didn't get to write it. I can attest to that. Let's see. One, two, three, 
I, I think I've had at least six vacations where I didn't get to ride Rise of the Resistance. And I'm still going back to Walt Disney World for a second time this year. Yes. Yes. Lately, everyone is crying because their little darlings won't get to hug on and get an autograph from whatever character. Well, they don't know they were supposed to get that. You yeah. know that. So keep your own expectations at bay and don't tell your little darling that they're going to have all these things that they can't. They only know that they couldn't have it because you told them that. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's the, all these character interactions. I've seen the cutest videos of little kids like way they're behind a barrier now or four feet away, six feet, whatever it is. It's cute. The kids love it. They got to see Mickey. They're just as excited mm-hmm. as they ever were. So but only the parents know stuff. there's something different. Mm-hmm. I, I love the new stuff they've been doing because of the pandemic where Winnie the Pooh is wandering around pretending to catch butterflies. Mm-hmm. I think that's so much more interesting than standing in a line and standing next to Winnie the Pooh and getting a photo yeah. and leaving. It's so much cuter. It seems more, it makes it more real. It makes it more magical. Yeah, it seems like you accidentally came up on Pooh chasing butterflies. Yeah. Or whatever. It's just a cute, real thing. And I don't know. The, the not getting Cinderella's royal table was always the thing. The oh, parents yeah. lost their minds if they couldn't take their kids to Cinderella's royal table. Well, four-year-olds Bibbidi don't know that exists. Spend $100 on that terrible hairstyle that is just <laughs> the tightest bun anyone has ever seen. Yeah, with glitter you, glued in there. Yeah, you can dress your little girl up in the same cute little princess dress and sprinkle glitter in her hair. In your hotel room before you leave for the park. Mm-hmm. Or the thing that's getting me right now is all the complaints about lines and crowds. Yeah. It's <laughs> as if we forgot that is what it was before the pandemic shut up. I found down. this one. This is a headline from the same website. Spring break crowds absolutely overwhelm and flood Disney Park. And then it shows a picture of two pinch points at Disney. And any of you guys that are listening that our regular goers will know exactly where I'm talking about. That strip in front of Pecos Bills mm-hmm. going through there and then weaving through Liberty Square. That's always a pinch mm-hmm. point and leading into a small world area in front of yeah. between Peter Pan and Small World. That's a pinch point. It's narrow and people are coming from three different directions. It's always like that. through the archway that's only about 10 feet yeah. wide and you're trying to shove a thousand people through it. And the whole article yeah. is... It is crowded at park. Look, yeah, we know that. So the same people, break. <laughs> the reason that they have these park reservations now is to plan for this. They limit the people that can get in. They know exactly who's coming. You're not going to show up and not be able to get a ticket. It has certainly been worse than it oh, yeah. is right now I, in the past before park reservation. And that's another thing I saw recently. Well, and people have been complaining about for a long time now is these park reservations. And I saw a tweet. Uh, just the other day from somebody who said that they're uh, Universal AP and they got a survey from Universal yeah. asking how they felt about the idea of having to make a reservation to get into the theme parks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I would cancel my AP and never go back. And it's like the reservation system isn't that bad, especially really not. once they got past the first few months when they were at really low capacity levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're trying to go tomorrow 
on a, on a off the cuff trip and it's during spring break, mm-hmm. you're going to find a reservation for the good parks. They mm-hmm. have not been selling out. And when they do look like they're sold out the next week, they open up more availability. Yeah. And then open it up for local stuff. Yeah. Christmas time this year, there were a few days that Magic Kingdom was sold out, but really during the entire week between Christmas and New Year's, there you could still get in. And you could hop there, too, in the afternoon. That was just for initial start of day reservations, because I don't think I saw any stories this year about them maybe more than once closing down for capacity. And I think that was only, Mm -hmm. if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was only New Year's Eve. And that's always crazy. Even on Christmas Day, we were able to hop. No big deal. Yeah, and Thanksgiving, they didn't have issues either. Mm-hmm. The park reservation, yeah, that's another thing that people are really upset about because it's new and it feels like it's limiting, but it's really, yeah. it's not. The magic is gone, though, you guys. How many times have you seen that written or posted? So many times. I like how these people are all pretending that they were being spontaneous about the planning of their trip. No, they were not. As travel planners, we all know what went into this mm-hmm. and how far in advance and how like super type A and anal they were being about it even more than we as travel planners. Would. I think sure. really what it is now, you can't pre-plan because you have to yeah. use Genie if you want that. So people are losing their minds over the... But at first, people were losing their minds because you had... Yeah. Point is, well, exactly. I didn't want to pick my dinner and pick my rides for months. With Disney's money-grabbing policies and extra charges. That's a whole news article. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anybody remember when interested in making a huge profit off their... I do not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. They are a business. They have shareholders. They want to make money, and it takes money to build all the things we would build. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say that there have been questionable decisions lately that I haven't been a hundred percent behind. And mm-hmm. there's always we have recently had a, a change in CEO at Disney, and every time. What? Like the head hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should look at the headline article today in the blog we've been reading from Bob Chapek Furious no longer talks to former CEO Iger after tents falling out. But you know that whenever there's a culture change like that, there's some it takes some times time for yep. someone new to get up to speed and to for some of that stuff to shake out and who knows he's been taking a chapek's been taking a lot of heat recently maybe he'll change some of his ways uh, i don't know but it has not responsible for most of the things happening right this second in the park because these things take years to implement yeah they're not, that's true too they're not rolling stuff out in months they're rolling it out in years mm-hmm. that's true yeah not a lot of this has been reactionary yeah. Stuff. And to Heather's point, we're not saying that everything at the parks needs to be, all your opinions need to be sunshine and rainbows. Right. For sure. Exactly. There is 100% things that are valid complaints that mm-hmm. are questionable ideas. Yeah, we've is, talked a lot recently about Genie Plus, Genie Plus and how it's not working at Walt Disney World. We're not. Right. Right. And But what's important is when you are browsing the internet, just like with... The rest of the world at large, <laughs> it's important to consider the source and look yeah. at what the reporting is because uh, a lot of these, a, a lot of places do want to just 
take advantage of your outrage to get clicks and to get mm-hmm. these ad dollars. And not yeah, just in theme park news. That's every news. Yeah. Especially right, exactly. if the page is covered with ads and pop-ups. And that's your first clue that what they're looking for is clicks, not to really to provide you with quality reporting Info, good quality info, or planning resources. Helping you to plan. And there are a lot of good planning resources out there that aren't trying to... I don't know of any. ...pound the outrage. (laughs) It's disappointing because a lot of them that I really just make me so angry lately are websites that I used to really love to read to keep up with information about what's going on in the parks and it's, mm-hmm. they've really just become all about the ad money and they're not giving me any real information anymore because mm-hmm. people just need to learn to temper their expectations and figure out what it is and use a good planning site or a travel agent mm-hmm. and yeah. figure out how to plan using the tools and the things that are available today not Lament what used to be, or why don't we have this? Figure out what it is, and then work within that to have a great vacation. Yeah, and also just relax and have fun on your vacation. Yeah, you know? it's a vacation. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. If you look okay. right now on my, my Disney experience, there are literally dozens and dozens of places you can eat all during next week, which is the height of spring break. Mm-hmm. Still, it may not be the exact one thing you wanted to do but there's tons of good availability but everybody will yeah. be on there saying they can't find anything to eat there's tons of good stuff and there are tons of great rides that are my kids favorites but the most fun we've had recently and i have i've got two teenage boys i'm sorry some of the, <laughs> yeah someday that's <laughs> true but some of the most fun we've had recently on our family trips to walt disney world are doing the stuff that you wouldn't expect two teenage boys to want to do, like scavenger hunts in Epcot looking mm-hmm. for Remy <laughs> in order to get a stupid little cheap little prize. Yeah. That actually doesn't surprise me with your boys because they used to be really big into Sorcerers of the Magic That's Kingdom. Oh, yeah. So if they're yeah. the types who would want to go to Magic Kingdom and do nothing but play that exactly. game, I can see them being a circle. me when I traveled with you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they like to just wander. They Most people will say, oh, kids hate Epcot. There's nothing for kids at Epcot. My kids love to just wander around and do that silly stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have the best time there together just relaxing and not worrying about getting on every single ride. We still love the rides. It does help that you've been there 300 times. This is true. (laughs) Yeah, but even if you haven't, here's the thing. It's fun. The rides are amazing. The food is delicious. But the things that stand out in my brain uh, more than a few weeks afterwards aren't really those things. They're the other memories that mm-hmm. came in between. So calm down about. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's, it's not so important what you're doing we for still, a few minutes. We still have that now. stupid little plate that has Anna, Elsa, and Sven on it. <laughs> and we call it the wooden nickel because while we were doing this scavenger hunt, Owen, who has a very dry sense of humor, kept saying, can't wait to find out what the prize is. I hope it's a wooden nickel. <laughs> <laughs> and it pretty much was. 
Yes, and we have yeah. that plate in our cabinet and fight over who gets to eat off the wooden nickel. I have a 20-year-old college student, and when we talk about memories of Disney, and it's always when he remembers when I did something silly or a thing that yeah. happened at the pool or a, it's never that one time we rode that one ride. He did, Everybody loves rides. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love that. But the memories are not about that. It's the family together time or the funny things that you said or did or somebody fell down or whatever. <laughs> Their churro got stolen by a one of those annoying Florida birds. One of them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That happened to Wyatt our first trip, and he screamed like someone had stabbed him in the stomach. But then a cast member <laughs> walked over with a new churro, handed it to him, and he was all good. My wife got shit on by a dozen birds at one time. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> they gave her a new shirt. Yeah. These are the memories. Yes, keep up. Aiden and I got vomited on Space Mountain, That's and we both right. got a new shirt. Yeah. Tenja got pissed on by her own daughter, and she got a new pair of pants. Yeah. And that daughter was 14. That's the weird part. <laughs> I, oof. I hope not. Otherwise, she's got some explaining to do. Doing the math. Hey, you got to learn about time travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely the mindset going in. Don't get all upset about trying to get on every single attraction in that park because you're never going to do it. Yeah. And there's literally nothing in any of those parks that's a must. And do. be flexible. Just have fun with mm -hmm. what you can do. If you can ride this ride, do it. If you can't, move along. It's if no the big kid deal. wants to chase a damn duck for half an hour. Yes. Yes. Because it's the most the magical duck. duck in the world. Yep. I remember getting stuck in Epcot just sitting and watching my kids playing in those little fountains. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bouncing the water cup. Yes, and they're soaked, and I have to run to the gift shop to find a towel, but they had so much fun. So much fun. And it was we, fun watching them do it. We had a friend of my son's meet us at the par at the hotel to go to the parks with us one day, and it was a last-minute thing. It was during spring break. We but we paid like, it was right when surge pricing had come out at the park, so we paid like 140 something dollars for his friend to join us for one day. We were at the parks about three hours and they both were like, Hey, can we just go back to the hotel and swim? <laughs> now you guys know how calm and cool I am. So I of course had the perfect positive reaction, but honestly we had the best day just back at the top century swimming and having a great time. And then time. you send an invoice for the ticket later. Yeah. <laughs> you owe me 140 bucks. Yeah. I, I, I build her father. Yeah. yeah. And of uh, course, it's important to have a good plan. Yeah. Don't, I'm not saying that, especially someone who's never been before, should just show up with no plan, particularly. No, not at all. Keep, keep reading about unfortunate guests who have booked their trip through Costco yes. and were never told that they needed a park reservation. And now it's spring break and they show up and they can't get in. I see that Don't all see that. the time lately. Yeah, mm. a lot. But it's important to know the right details that you should be concerning and spending your energy on. I know that, like, I recently joined a group for one of the resorts that we'll be staying at this summer, just because I was curious what kind of conversation goes on in these resort groups. And Port Orleans, Riverside. <laughs> I think it's actually for both of the Port Orleans resorts. But And I know that I am not 
the same kind of Disney guest that a lot of these people are. And I am not a super type A planning type, which might make me not the best travel. Maybe don't say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) However, I'm not for my own travel. Well, that's what I mean, like for my own travel. And but I can't imagine putting the amount of energy that these people put into trying to figure out the best possible room in the best possible building. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And they make it seem like this is going to make or break their trip between where their room is in relation to the bus stop and what kind of refrigerator is in their room. Like, it is going to ruin their life. Port Orleans Riverside is huge, so you can Mm -hmm. be close to the outer bus stops. That can be great. You can be inside and close to the pool and the main hall and all that or you could be close to yeah but there's a lot of different things and they all are good in their own ways so just right take what you get and shut your mouth and also in reality yes it is large however compared to the amount of walking that you're doing elsewhere oh for sure there's nothing that's terrible that's like Oftentimes, people stress out about getting a preferred room at Pop Century is always the one hotel that mm-hmm. I always hear. You yep. got to get a preferred location room. You got to get a preferred room. Yep. They're, Let me tell you. They're loud. <laughs> the rooms that are not preferred are not that far. Mm. It's not that long a walk. The resort is small. I've only been there once. Last May, and we were out in one of the 80s buildings which was one of the farther non-preferred ones. I'm like, what? What is, why is everybody so upset about not getting a preferred room at this resort? There's nothing that's not, that's more than a four minute walk here. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Why are we letting this ruin our trip? You shouldn't be. And also the preferred rooms, they're preferred because they're close to the main hall and the buses and the pool, the loudest pool in the known world. Is it so really loud? If you, yeah. Yeah. So if you have any of those preferred rooms, it's pool. much louder. Yeah, the hippy dippy pool. But you, if you're out in the 80s, you got that keyboard cool that's quiet and cool, and you got your own. It's awesome. Yes, though, actually, 80s is closer technically to the bus stop. And all of the outer non preferred rooms are closer now to the Skyliner, too. Skyliner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's great about some of those outer non preferred rooms now at Caribbean Beach. You can just yeah. walk right over to Riviera mm-hmm. or you're right at the Skyliner. And if you're at Art of Animation, the non-preferred, the smaller non-suite rooms are the closest ones to the Skyliner. Mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid rooms. Well, and at Art of Animation, I prefer the cars section that's quieter. The, that section around the Nemo pool is not only more expensive, it's loud with sound and loud in the day. Loud in its colors and awful <laughs> yeah. decoration. And again, is it a slightly longer walk? Yes. I mean, but I guess my threshold for walking distance is a lot different than most people. Well, you're going to walk 300 miles a day at Disney anyway. <laughs> yes. Watch another few right. feet. It just doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it's, it's not, not. And honestly, when I was the dad that was running over to the food court to get food after a day in the parks. I liked the long walk because I was away from my family longer. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little peace and quiet. Yeah. Yeah. If you hear other, if you hear children yelling, it's not your children. So you don't have to react to it. It's not your problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's somebody else's problem. And that's a great feeling. I think stay flexible is the best advice I can give anybody going. My dad was Mm -hmm. not flexible we had a plan and he was sticking to it i have a distinct memory of being at the seven sacred pools in hawaii 
And we're having the time of our lives swimming in water falls and slides and all this amazing stuff. And he was like rushing us to get out of there to go to some dumb luau thing that no one but him cared about. We have to leave the greatest place you've ever been in your life and we'll never get back to because we've got to get to this <laughs> pig roast or whatever. And my mom <laughs> shut him down. and Like, Ron, we are at the greatest place in the world. Why would you have us leave here to go to a hotel luau? Yep. When I, was, I wondered about yeah. that. He was driving and he was the boss. <laughs> and now you live in the South where you can't spit without hitting a pig roast. It's a good thing you got to experience that when you had the Exactly. Chance. But this one had people in grass skirts. So. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. When I write up a tra- a packet for clients traveling to Walt Disney World, that's honestly like possibly the biggest paragraph that I write is I tell them we've done all this planning. We've done all of our work. We've got laid out what you're going to do. That's great. But don't be afraid to throw this 100% out the window mm-hmm. because you're not going to stick to it because the things that aren't booked and paid for in advance, they're going to change. You don't know what the crowds are going to be like. You don't know what you're going to feel like doing. So this at least gives you a framework. And that's good so that you're not just spinning in circles. But please be flexible and do what you feel like doing. And remember, you're at a park. You're not yeah. at, you're not at, you know, work or something. Yeah. It's not a grind. It's not something you have to do. And if you, and especially if you're traveling with kids, if they're not into it and they want to go back to the hotel and swim, do that. Go for it. Everybody will be much happier. Don't make them sit for four hours on a curb because you think it's going to be the perfect view of the parade that they have to see when, in fact, it's you that. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that you can now get a fast pass for the freaking parade at Walt Disney World? I've never posted up for that parade in advance. I see that it's coming and I stop somewhere. And even in 2019, I was there with three children, my wife and my brother. Oof, I'm sorry. So the sixth of us, the six of us stopped in the middle of Liberty Square and found stellar oh, yeah, view. You can always find a place to throw your kid on a trash can. Every character. And we stopped like literally the first float passes. You're like, ah, what the heck? We'll stop and watch. So you don't need to do that. Don't ruin your day sitting down waiting for a parade or waiting for fireworks. Guess what? Fireworks are really big and they go really high. What about uh, Harmonious? Would you wait a long time at the area between the uh, World Show Place? If- <laughs> uh, I would wait approximately 15 minutes. Okay. That's how long I waited. I thought it was longer. I was trying to give you some crap. No, in fact... 15 minutes before the show started, I moved from my perfectly acceptable spot in, I think it was in Canada or France. It was in France and moved over to the World Showcase spot. So yeah, so that's I that's my biggest thing. I agree is don't get so stressed out and upset. Be exactly. And don't let the negative Nancys on these groups temper your yeah. trip before you're even there. Genie Plus works really great for a lot of people. It doesn't always work. That's the thing. It's an imperfect science. Just, just Well, and that's the thing is you have to approach it ahead of time with the right mindset. It's not going to be a magic wand that gets you right. every ride. The genie's got limited powers, right? He's got rules of what he can grant you. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. If Aladdin three wishes, don't expect too much out of him. Also, keep in mind, it's $15. It's... 
Yeah. You're not going to pay $15 to get front of the line for every ride. And it's not going to happen. And if you don't, just go ahead and stand in line. It's not We used to do that. We used to do that all the time. Mm -hmm. And the lines, frankly, have not been as crazy terrible as they were, even when in 2019, when FastPass Plus was a thing. They haven't been as bad because of park reservations. Yeah. It's okay to stand in line. There's plenty get, of options. Get you one of those heads-up games on your cell phone. We had, yeah, or, had so much fun playing that in line. Yeah, I see tons of we people have, do that. Or use the Play Disney Parks app. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that with the data pad for Batu. Well, guess what? M- most, most of the big headliner rides have games specifically made for them yeah, in that app for the queue. that you can only play in the queue of that ride. Mm-hmm. And in fact, some of them have a Soren has a trivia game with a scoreboard up it. So they all have these games. There's stuff to do. Or heaven forbid you talk to your family about the cool thing that you saw walking from Tomorrowland to Fantasy. Or like I do not condone that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jeff, you don't travel with hey, you. I agree. <laughs> I my teenagers talk to me so much more on vacation than all of the rest of the year combined when we're standing in a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so take advantage of that time. And when you have a six-year-old, I know it's annoying when they talk all the time, but enjoy yeah. that because they Wait stop until they're 13 <laughs> and they say one word a day. Mm-hmm. Or they might text you some dumb gif, and that's fun, too. I did find one more headline before we close up shop here that this is just stooping to the most low here but snot explosion on disney coaster leaves guests covered and panicked (laughs) i don't even want to read that article i don't hey when i got vomited on 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 space mountain i didn't panic Actually, when it first happened, I just wiped it away because I thought, oh, what was that? Some liquid. And we got off and Aiden, who had been sitting in front of me, said, uh, I think somebody threw up on me. And sure enough, that is what it was. The train passing over our head. And now we laugh about it. And he got a free shirt. There you go. You didn't even have to wear some kind of skimpy tube top to get (laughs) So... On Space Mountain, a guest behind another guest sneezed. That's that the story. Uh huh. That was an explosion. Not an explosion. Leaves oh, them. On. What was it? Covered Panic. and panicked. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah, they got slightly misted. That's what they got. These are people who have clearly never had children. Clearly. If, if getting sneezed on is the worst thing that ever happens. Yeah, when you have kids, you're literally eating dinner and notice there's poop on your arm and you're just like, <laughs> oh, keep eating. You just keep going. <laughs> well, my key takeaway here is I need to start writing some real bullshit and making a whole bunch of money off of just off Disney fans. Just all you, yeah. But we could turn this podcast into that. Yes. Tonight's episode, not rockets. <laughs> We're going to the dark side. <laughs> oh, I promise we're not going to do that. We, we love the theme parks too much. Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to see all the best that the Disney theme parks or the whole wide world beyond has to offer, Key to the World Travel has a puppy and unicorn daycare center full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. 
Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globe-trotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventurers.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. We'll see you real soon. Bye, y'all. Turns out the snot explosion was just close V8 at that poop. <laughs> Gross. Ew. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.